Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast, I've Got Time, with Sherry and Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and healing to become aligned with the best version of ourselves. Hey, honey. What's up? What's poppin'? What's goody? There's a lot popping off. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Uh, I feel cute. I feel... Like I'm headed in the right direction. I'm back in the gym, you know. Love that for you. I'm just, yeah. I feel like I'm on the right path to having more mental peace. I love that. That's what we need, you know. Yeah. Sometimes we had those moments where we just be like kind of scattered and everywhere, and like time is just like going. Mm-hmm. But then, like when you finally get back to self, it's like, oh, I'm home again. Yeah. Oh my God, I miss this. Yeah. I love that. That Kanye song just came in my mind. I'm on my way home. (laughs) Yeah. As long as you didn't go to Drake. (laughs) No. Not this time. Okay. (laughs) Um, How you feeling? Honestly, I'm on edge. On edge? Yeah, I am. I'm trying to regulate myself emotionally and be present in the moment but also at the same time like me being in the present moment I have to like address the feelings that I'm having right now mm-hmm. and so yeah I'm on edge for real Okay. I feel like I'm like a ticking time bomb like I could just like blow up at any second <laughs> I, I get that I get that energy yeah What's what's going on with you? Um, I just feel like in between the discussion that we're having today, mm-hmm. that's a little bit triggering. And then um, I guess we could just start getting it off our chest this week. But mm-hmm. I quit my job yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or, what, yesterday? The other day. Like two days ago, I think. Yeah. Okay. I quit my job like on the spot. And um, I still feel so angry Mm -hmm. yeah because do y'all ever feel like i'm maybe i just need to like write my feelings out about it because it'd be like if you never get to say it to that person then you be holding on to the energy like yeah or like you know not to be crazy or anything but sometimes you just need to like go do some physical activity Mm -hmm. maybe that's what i need to do like just to get the energy off of me i mean we could do some physical activities I don't want to fight you, so. We ain't got to fight. That's what I'm talking about, It's fighting. Want to shadow box? What is that? I don't want to do nothing like that with you, okay? <laughs> Not, all that wrestling and stuff no, that you're no, no, into? No, no, no. First of all, <laughs> <laughs> that's a different life, okay? I don't know that life. Shadow boxing is basically just like you know how you see boxers in the movies practice and they just be punching the air. That's shadow boxing. Oh, okay. <laughs> we are not. We are not fighting. Okay. You heard it here first. This is a a peaceful physical contact space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that for my mental health right now, that's all I'm going to say about the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just know that niggas had me fucked up. And it was my last time being fucked up up in that place. So. Where the seals. Period. So before we really get into the episode, I just have to say like one thing Mm -hmm. and like we're not doing the breaks this week, but I just had to say like the new Sexy Red. For those that don't know who Sexy Red is, that's, uh, I was about to say Shorty, that's (laughs) the young lady that has the song Pound Town. Why you can't say Shorty? Uh, It's weird when I notice myself saying it. Yesterday I was on the phone with Stevie, or maybe the other day, and mm-hmm. she kept saying shorty, and I was thinking, you 
and Cherry is so much alike. <laughs> like the first time y'all met, like y'all had instantly like jailed with each other, but like mm-hmm. y'all is really alike. Y'all have similar personalities, music styles, everything. That's wild. You're like the same as one of my best friends. But I guess I can see you and yeah. all of my friends. That's so funny. I'm the good everywhere. You are good. But back to Sexy Red. Yeah, so she dropped a project. It's called Hood Hottest Princess. And you know what? If I was like in ninth grade, I would have named my mixtape Hood Hottest Princess. For real? Why not? I could see that. When I was in ninth grade, I used to be rapping on my voicemail. On the voicemail? Yeah, like I would I would write my raps and then I would record them on my voicemail. So then people would hear my raps when they call my phone. You was trying to get signed? I wasn't trying to get signed. <laughs> Not you having your demo on the voicemail. And yo, you reach Shay and I come to play. Leave a message after the beep. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. It would the 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 rap didn't have nothing to do with leaving a voicemail. It would be like different raps. Oh, like, what was your real demo for real? Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> you was about to be signed to Def Jam. I feel like the only person who remembers this is my sister. So shout out to Kalila. When she see this episode, she will be cracking up. If you remember <laughs> the raps, send it to me. It used to be stupid. Like I'm. Sometimes I could hear the rap in my head, but not enough to make out what the words is. What was the flow like? It was fast. I be thinking I'm a fast rapper. He was twisted. Not twisted, no. <laughs> no. But anyways. So yeah. If you haven't already though, like go go see that new Sexy Red. If you mess with music that's like similar to Pound Town. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you're not on that vibration with us, that's okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. if you are though, it's a good time. Real hood girl shit. Yeah. It's definitely like a summertime anthem. I seen this TikTok. I don't know if you sent it to me or I sent it to you, but it was so funny. I think you sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like this dude had a mic and he was walking down the street. He walked up to this black girl and he's like, what's your favorite song right now or something? And oh, yeah. <laughs> she was like, it w- he didn't even say favorite. What did he say? It was like, like, what's a song that makes you smile or something? Or I don't know, something like that. I can't remember what he said. I'm going to have to post this video to the story because it is so funny. <laughs> and she was like, Pound Town by Sexy Red. <laughs> and she and was, was like, so calm about it. He was like, what does that song make you think of? And she was like, summertime, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because that's the vibe. like. But the comments, though, <laughs> they was like, what you doing this summer? <laughs> She but, going to Poundtown this no, summer. No, I'm not going to Poundtown, but felt. That song do make me feel like summertime. It make me feel like being with my girls, like mm-hmm. jumping out of the car at a stoplight, twerking a little bit, getting back in, and then mm-hmm. dying laughing about it. Like, that's what I feel. Wow. I'm trying to go to Poundtown. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck what you heard. Oh, my God. This episode is going to be hilarious. Okay, so... For real though, let's get serious. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Happy Father's Day to all the daddies. Shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Showing up in your kid's life and everything. Yeah. Doing what you got to do to become a better version of yourself. So you can raise them babies. We love that. Yeah. Shout out to those dads. (laughs) (laughs) And those dads only. Um... So, I guess we're going to open the show with some gratitude. It's been a while since we did gratitude, but because it is the Father's Day episode, you know, like we did on the Mother's Day, we're going to just say something like, nice, I guess, about our dads. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, just something that we grateful for about them or like that they we feel like we learn from them or they add value to our life. Mm-hmm. Cher, you go first because I'm going to have to think about this for a minute. Okay. Um, My father... You know, I feel like my dad taught me the uh, typical definition of, like, being a provider. He taught me how to provide mm. um, based off of my perception and what I was taught when I was growing up. And how to take care of my wife. Mm. I didn't know that I was going to need that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know... 
the whole uh yes dear mm -hmm. and just let me just take care of this you need anything let me go get that for you <laughs> <laughs> you know he gave me what I needed mm -hmm. um I feel like what my father would say is that we have an estranged relationship. But to be honest, we don't know each other that well. And we also haven't spent that much time together that I feel like a father and a daughter would have normally. Because mm -hmm. um, my dad joined the military like right after I was born. So he really wasn't in our lives. Um, I feel like... What I learned from being in a relationship with him, though, is how to um, create boundaries that support my mental and emotional health. Mm -hmm. And that is truly valuable. It really is. Yeah. We talked about this show a while ago. What was the show with um, old girl from... Okay, Carrie Washington... Ah, I can't remember what the show was. Is it un uncaged? Uh, no, un unprisoned. Unprisoned. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and the show she kind of like going through and like talking about her issues with her dad and stuff, and mm -hmm. like she thinks she more healed than she is type of thing, mm -hmm. and she's also like discovering how deeply rooted her abandonment issues is. Yeah. And so, like, one thing for me personally that I have learned is that you can't, like, heal in a hurt place, like, the same place that's actively causing you more trauma. Yeah. You can't actively be in that relationship and then be trying to heal from the trauma at the same time. And mm -hmm. so, I just, I chose not to have a relationship with my father anymore because it caused me more stress, stress than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that's what I learned. It's how to create boundaries. And I'm grateful. That takes a I'm, lot. I'm really grateful for that because that helped <clears throat> all my other relationships, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm proud of you for that because a lot of people just maintain <clears throat> family relationships just because that's your family, you know? But is it? Yeah. I mean, everybody is valid in the way that they feel and how they choose to, um, I guess, operate in their relationships. It's just me. I'm like really big on inner peace and my immediate environment heavily impacts my inner peace. And so the more that I engage in a relationship with somebody that makes me feel bad about myself or even makes me feel triggered, then I know that that's like not a safe space for me and I got to go. Peace. Real fast. So do you want to get into the main topic? <clears throat> so on today... <laughs> We are going to talk about fatherhood. In my mind, I heard the, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh, speaking of fathers, father, father, you remember that from, uh, Go member? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best one to me. <laughs> And I'm feeling extra Foxy Cleopatra today. Yeah, you want a whole lot of women. Per. So, do you believe in bad dads? Is it really a thing? I want to give fathers the same grace that I give mothers. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to be honest and say, for me personally, it's hard to do that. Because we're not, to me, on level playing fields when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. Mothers have more responsibility than fathers, typically. Mothers are judged more harshly than fathers, typically. And so I don't think we should be given the same amount of grace when it comes to what is considered a good mom slash bash mom or what's considered a good mom slash bad dad because moms be going through it, okay? Mm -hmm. At a higher rate is what I'm saying. Not that daddies don't go through it at all. Shout out to y'all who is going through it and still continue to show up. But... I do think that there is a space where we can hold men, fathers, more accountable than we do. Mm -hmm. And so, I do think there is a such thing as a bad daddy. Even though I don't feel that way about moms. 
That's my honest feelings. But that's my truth. That's not mm-hmm. the truth. That we got to learn how to separate that. And I know that. <clears throat> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I got a bad daddy. Yeah. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like he think he a good daddy. And he might be a good daddy to somebody <clears throat> that's not me. Mm-hmm. But inside of our relationship, me and him, I feel like he's a bad father to me. So... Yeah. I do believe in bad dads. Do you believe in bad dads? Do you have a good daddy or a bad daddy? (laughs) I have a good dad. Um, I think he definitely could. I was going to say could have been, but I mean, you're still my dad. So (laughs) he could be a better dad as far as actually as far as putting more effort into getting to know me and me getting to know him Mm. like really having a relationship beyond being my dad um he was cool though i mean (laughs) he did what he felt he needed to do as a father and I feel like he's definitely a better dad than his dad was so mm-hmm. lately I've been trying to take that into consideration when I think about my parents cause like of course I don't know everything I would like to know everything about their parents how they were parented but from what I do know in comparison they are amazing um so yeah but bad dads well let me ask you this Mm -hmm. well what is your idea of a good father then a good father yeah what would you say what kind of attributes make a good dad like hmm I think a good father is someone who provides not just financially, someone who provides intimacy in all of his relationships with his children. Mm-hmm. We talk about fathers. <clears throat> um... I think that a good dad is a motivator. Um, A good dad instills a certain level of confidence and um, self-esteem in his children. A good dad provides security as in, like, I'm here for you always. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a good father. I feel like in all of that, that also leads into them being a good leader as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A good, a good dad is a good person. Hmm. I feel like a good dad is somebody who um, is vulnerable enough to admit and discuss their mistakes. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that a man, a good man is, you know what I'm saying? Because we all hate a nigga with an ego. That's just too good to be wrong. Yeah. Too strong to apologize. I think um, a good man, a good father is somebody that, like you said, take the initiative to get to know their kids, um, but also respect their kids for who they are. You know what I'm saying? Without mm-hmm. judgment. I feel like that's the same thing for a mom and a dad, really. like. I feel like all these things apply to both parents. Like, Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's easier for moms to do those things, though, for, Mm -hmm. 
you know, patriarchal reasons, but... And we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Um, I feel like there's a lot to say about black fatherhood, but one thing that we do need to create conversation space for um, is the fact that a lot of the behaviors that black fathers exhibit are really, you know, systemic mm -hmm. and they're really just symptoms of larger problems. Mm -hmm. Like, um, you know, a lot of people say like black daddies don't be there, which that's not true statistically. That's just something people say to make it seem like black people don't have no fathers. Right. <laughs> um, and also like just because your father's not in the home with you doesn't mean that he's not being a good father. That just means that he ain't with your mama. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like just because your father's not in your home doesn't make him like an absent father. Right. And just because he's in the home that doesn't make him a present father. Oh, and that's the real tea right there. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who their father was literally just there. Like he ain't adding nothing to the family but paying those bills and that's a weird daddy to have honestly yeah um a lot of it is impact from slavery like we don't think about that like how black men were being literally sold like they were dogs like they were being bred mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and a lot of the mindset is passed down we don't think about that stuff. Like the way that men think is being passed down from generation to generation. And those mindsets don't really fit today's time, today's women or mm -hmm. today's family. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's where a lot of, you know, broken homes be coming from because people don't really be on the same page mentally and emotionally. Yeah. And a lot of that is because black men need to heal and, it's not happening at the rate that it needs to. Um, and then, of course, there's the war on drugs, which took a lot of black men out of the home, out of necessity. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people judge a lot of black men for having to get involved in, like, illegal stuff. But if that's all you could do to support your family, what you gonna do? Right. I know what I would do. I'll tell you in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I'm doing it. Um, and then, of course, with the war on drugs, then came the privatization of prisons. And now that's literally free labor. It's literally modern day slavery. And so all of that is impacting black men on a daily basis mm -hmm. on top of police brutality, on top of just being black, on top of any other marginalized groups that you might be in, like gay or trans or anything else or disabled. Like yeah. black men are going through it. They are, <clears throat> but let me be the one to say that is not an excuse to be a shitty person or a bad father or a bad father because people use that <clears throat> a lot in person and on the internet. Mm -hmm. Like... All the things that black men have to deal with on a daily basis and in history. I get it. I understand. <clears throat> but just the same way that black men are going through things. Black women are also going through things. And we're still excelling at becoming better people faster. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree with you. I think to me that uh, black men do get coddled from birth. Mm -hmm. A lot of that, like women, I don't know, mothers, they'd be trying to make up for something that's not being provided to their son. And they're giving a certain amount of energy that they be giving to their sons that they don't get to their daughters. Mm -hmm. A lot of it be grace. A lot of it just be unconditional love. I mean, we could get into some things. But what that does is it creates a culture for an age group of men that are in the same age group as us where they can't be held responsible for anything. Mm -hmm. You can't hold them accountable. Um, everything that we say to bring up or to discuss something that's happening and impacting women from the result of what men are doing, they just flip it around and be like, 
oh, but this is what women are doing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we can't never just have a conversation just saying, like, I wish y'all would get this shit together. It's mm -hmm. like that one girl who she lost her job and stuff because the way she said it was messed up. She was calling people B-words and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. like, she basically was just saying that niggas need to go to therapy. And out of that, literally hundreds of men contacted her employer. You mean to tell me that you got so bent up and so triggered that you know you need some healing. That instead of, like, actually finding a therapist, you called this lady job to get her fired. That's sick. She doing all right now because obviously she made a TikTok about what happened and mm -hmm. then she got a better deal. And so all y'all did was put her on. Mm -hmm. But it's like just the same way I create a space right now to have grace for y'all and what y'all going through. We just need that back as women in the black community, as mothers in the black community. Like we don't get that same grace back. If anything we get further degraded. And we know that's not all black men. Some of y'all really do show up and show out for us. But unfortunately, it's not the majority. And y'all could say it is. But then look around at your friend groups. And take stock of who they are. The type of person they are. How they operate in their relationships. The type of fathers they are. And these is the niggas that you surround yourself with. That you hype up all the time. And... If they're not good people, if they're not working towards being better people, and these is the people you surrounding yourself with, who do you think you are? Your immediate surroundings yeah. is a reflection of who you are. Ain't no way you're hanging out with people who complain about paying child support, um, who is okay not seeing their kids for months at a time. Um, you know what I'm saying? We're speaking specifically fatherhood, but mm -hmm. if you even want to get into it, like, cheating on their wives mm -hmm. these be your friends and y'all you still be cool with them even though yeah. they're just out here moving crazy and it's really interesting when you have friends like that and you think that you're different but it's like it's just strange to me like you don't want to be around better people like you like being around this Look into yourself. What's what's really going on here? This is high key a segue off a topic, but you know, like that's the difference between men and women's relationships is because women do hold each other accountable and that's why we have so much confrontation in our relationships. That's why we be having so much communication issues and stuff, is because we will say like, Hey girl, hell no. Yeah. Whereas a man, y'all will sit by silently or even jokingly try and hold them accountable but y'all never hold them accountable in the sense of removing yourself from the relationships whereas mm -hmm. like i'll have a friend break up every year and not care about it if i know that this person is no longer of a aligning with my values mm -hmm. y'all will say that y'all don't have the same values as these type of guys or that oh if men if women were in unsafe situations we would hold them accountable and it's like no y'all wouldn't yeah it's too much of it going around for anybody to be holding anybody accountable. And and we haven't even got into real things like sexual assault. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, please stop. Yeah. Women are not feeling safe around here. And some of these women is your daughters, your wives, your cousins, your mothers, your sisters. And like, we're talking to y'all. This is an opportunity for y'all to have growth and self-reflection of like, how are you showing up in your own relationships with women and mm -hmm. specifically with your kids? Yeah. Yeah. We can move on though. Cause I don't want to like keep berating y'all or whatever. Yeah. So we can really get into like our own personal relationships. You kind of said a little bit like what your relationship is like with your dad, but mm -hmm. like you want to get into it a little more. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, honestly, we don't really have a relationship. It hurts to say it. Um, when I was younger, we had our moments where we spent time together. I used to love being with my dad. 
Um, we would play video games together, but there was never... We've never, like, talked. Like, I've had moments as an adult where I've, like, tried to ask him questions. And, like, he would answer, but not really. So then it just kind of led me to just, like, accept... He's just my dad, mm-hmm. you know, and like, I love him. I know he loves me, but that's where it is. That's, that's my father. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My relationship with my dad is very complex because, um, I want a relationship with my dad, but I just feel like it's never going to be the relationship that I deserve. Mm -hmm. And so what's the point? That's Mm -hmm. how I feel. Um, I think that I wish that my father would have more growth so we could have a better relationship. That's Mm -hmm. how I feel about our relationship. Um, like I said, me and my dad, we did not spend a lot of time together. He was gone doing his military life. Um, and then he re well, not even remarried because my parents was never married, but he got married when I was probably like eight or nine or something. And then um, he got married to somebody who already had kids. And I feel like when he entered that relationship, that's when he like really started taking on a father role. And it was for them, though. It wasn't, like, for me and my sister. But that's just my feelings about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, as I grew older, I always wished that me and my dad would have a better relationship. I would always, you know, try and have a better relationship with him. And it just never really got better. Like, it always, to me, come down to the same things. And although he has apologized for things in the past or whatever, he repeats the behaviors that he apologizes for. And, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, my father just makes me feel abandoned. He makes me feel triggered as fuck. And every time that I try and reconcile a relationship with him, that is the conclusion of why I stopped talking to him again. Because he did something else to make me feel like my inner child. Yeah. Like, it was 94. And I'm waiting for you to come get me. And you'll never come. Type of shit, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. that That's my relationship with my dad. Yeah. I want to be close to my dad. Like, it's this one uh, girl that I know. Her and her dad are, like, mad close. And, like, every time I see it on the internet, it's like, oh, like, (laughs) I want that. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't even understand the idea of being able to talk to your dad about anything. Like, what is that like? (laughs) I've definitely had moments with my dad or whatever, because he's... He's more open than your parent is. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, he says stuff. He make a lot of dad jokes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he is pretty open about, I guess, who he is. And so, you know, we've had conversations and everything like that. I feel like, you know, that's not the problem for me with my relationship with my dad. But, you know, it ain't all that in comparison to, I guess, having a stable relationship with your father. You know what I mean? Like, if I had to choose one. (laughs) <laughs> I feel that I, I kind of want to like dub back on what you were saying about your father being a provider or teaching you how to be a provider like what do you feel like a provider is <laughs> well now that I have grown as a person I realize that what my father taught me about providing was that's Um, short answer yes kind of toxic 
Can you say why though? Because I feel um, like that's necessary to say why that is toxic though. So it's toxic in different ways, honestly. Yeah. Um, because he worked all the time. And I've brought this up before. I'm trying to figure out how to bring it up to him in a way where I don't make him feel bad because that's not what I want to do. Send him the episode. That's how I feel. I said that about the Mother's Day episode, but... Yeah. I just... You're not there, and that's okay. I think my dad would be receptive. My mother (laughs) is not someone that likes to take accountability. And she don't have to. Um, She could turn it off at any time when she starts feeling self-triggered that... As soon as we start cussing. (laughs) (laughs) You mean me, as soon as I start cussing. Uh, But, um... I mean, this is what I think about why that's toxic. And that's because that becomes like a personality type for some black men mm-hmm. being the provider. But they start to only see the value in themselves in that. Mm-hmm. And there is so much to you as a black man outside of what bills you can pay at your house. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And there's more to being a provider than paying the rent. Mm-hmm. there is what are you providing to your family as far as emotional support how safe do they feel with you can they come and talk to you about their feelings or just anything that's going on with their in their life mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying do they physically feel comfortable with you because that's another thing is some daddies I don't know what happened in the yeah. factory but the physical safety is not there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot that it goes under the umbrella of providing and to basically limit yourself and say, oh, I'm a provider and the only thing you have to offer is money. You're not getting yeah. chose. Not in 2023. We need more. Yeah. I have moments where I see myself being him like being that parent and I'm trying to like find a way to not be like just I don't know I feel like you projecting your issues that you unresolved feelings that you have with your dad on yourself like that is not you that is literally not you okay yeah it's not like we don't have to get into it here but like that's not you okay okay i told you that several times already but it's just different things like just make me feel like i'm repeating what i saw right but that's because you still have feelings about what happened yeah you know what i'm saying and so when you're in any situations, it's like triggering. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Those triggers, it's like tell you exactly where you need to to do some self work at. Yeah. I feel like um, this really come down to like the patriarchy, and it's like it's men themselves who put this amount of financial pressure on them. Mm-hmm. Y'all could talk all day about gold diggers and city girls, but. Mm-hmm. They're talking about a specific type of person Mm -hmm. that is in that pay grade. But all women are not looking for that guy. And so Mm -hmm. maybe you're trying to get the girl who wants something that you can't provide. Why aren't you going to women who want the same thing that you want? Mm -hmm. Like, who's okay with paying half the rent or whatever your situation Mm -hmm. might be? Like, you guys put those pressures on yourself. Stop putting yourself in an environment that you know you can't maintain or afford. Like, Mm -hmm. or just be single and then you don't have to worry about providing nobody with no money. Right. Like, what's the pressure coming from? Or is there competition between men? It's definitely that. And... A lot of things 
they're not even doing for us for real. They're doing it for other men. Mm-hmm. Like being that provider, being that person with money is like, oh, I gotta, I gotta do what this nigga doing, or you know, what I'm saying he doing all this. I need to do all this. I need to come correct. But it's like. It's one thing if you're using it to motivate you to just be in a better place in your life where mm-hmm. you want to be. But, like, if you're just emulating these people because you think that that's what it's supposed to be and you think that's going to get you the type of person that you want to attract, it's like, mm-hmm. that's not... You're not doing it for you. So, it's yeah. not going to work out. Thanks. I agree with that. It's never going to be a long-term thing. Because it just wasn't for those the right reasons. That's going to continue to motivate you to stay on that path. Yeah. And it's weird. Men just... They really just do everything for each other. Everything is for men. I used to talk to this guy... And not even just him. I used to be friends with some guys that like when they were with a girl or just around women, they were mad chill, not trying to do too much. But as soon as some niggas come around or as soon as they think they go be around their male friends, they putting on their best clothes, they putting their cologne on. They making sure that everything is straight. They got their money right for that weekend. And it's like, what's going on here? That is so funny you say that. Like, that just make me think about in my younger 20s when I was in the Navy. And like, you know, that's how it was too. But I'm going to say even specifically it was the black group of guys on my boat Mm -hmm. and every time we would get paid you would see them with their new outfits or whatever they'll be all like going to the club together and stuff splurging and then like literally the very next week one of them would be like hey sis can i get fifty dollars like bro what (laughs) you need fifty dollars like literally you get paid more money to me how do you need to borrow money from me right now and it was like so. they just be doing dumb shit like renting cars for the weekend getting hotel rooms and it's like who are y'all doing this for they like be trying to one-up each other in life and it's unhealthy and then even if they're doing it to attract potential partners it's like that you can't maintain it and that's what i'm saying like mm. why don't you just be you actually participate in some shit that you like and enjoy and Mm -hmm. then you're gonna attract the right people that's supposed to be in your life whether it's platonic or romantic situations like yeah it's just weird like why do y'all do that to yourself y'all be putting yourself in stressful situations i feel like or just to say that so that you could feel more validated i guess in comparison to somebody else which is so crazy to me um before we move into the next uh segment i did want to take time and space just to say happy father's day to my kids dad our co-parent happy father's day happy father's day um me and my kids dad have had a journey honey okay because we met each other when i was like 18 and so The girl that I was when I was 18, I am not her no more. I am a lot different. I'm more outspoken. I'm more fully in myself. I'm more put myself first. Mm-hmm. And my throat chakra is on fire. <laughs> if I got something to say, I'm going to say it. And so, you know, when you change, your relationships are going to be impacted by that. And so we've had a lot of difficulties being in a relationship with each other romantically. And then even when we wasn't with each other. And I kind of wanted to discuss our relationship with him as a co-parent now. um, Because 
when we was together, I was one of those single moms. You know those married ladies, but they really be single moms? Mm -hmm. Like, you a wife, but you still a single mom, because... Yeah, because you're doing everything. You're doing everything. Um, which was part of a situation that I created, because when my first kid was born, it was like, I needed to have the control. I mm -hmm. needed to do everything. And then it got to the point where he was just like, okay, well, I'll just let her do it. And that's what happened. And then once we had two kids, I was like, I can't do this by myself. Mm -hmm. But he was already comfortable living his best life. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like because we had kids so young, not only was neither one of us healed emotionally, we also did not have the tools to really show up for our kids the way that we needed to. And both of us needed time to grow. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so who we are as parents to our kids now, that's not who we was before. And so, you know, I still appreciate him for growing. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to ask him to do nothing as far as finances and stuff with my kids. You know, he take care of them. And um, I can see that there is growth happening and that he's trying to grow in certain areas so that he can continue to be a better dad to Max and Eva and Bash. And so, happy Father's Day, David. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, we can move into mental health matters and like, I don't really like, you know, want to keep blowing down on y'all or whatever <laughs> but i don't know what it is about how triggering it is for men maybe it's like the mommy issues mm -hmm. but why do y'all get so upset when black women tell y'all to go to therapy that's a good question we going to therapy we're not telling y'all to do something we're not doing right we're suggesting it because we know it works mm -hmm. and we know that it improves not only your relationships, but your relationship with yourself mm -hmm. and feeling good in your body every day and also not hating your blackness. <laughs> um, so first thing for mental health matters that we want to suggest is y'all to go to therapy. Okay. And it yeah. doesn't matter if you feel like you didn't grow up in a traumatic environment, being a man alone in America is enough to need to go to therapy because there are systems in place, the patriarchy, misogyny mm -hmm. and everything else under the sun that y'all subscribe to inherently if you mm. don't know what that means just get a dictionary mm. i'm not calling you a misogynist right. what i'm saying is is that you think like one because of how america operates mm. and so please go to therapy just do yeah. it it's not gonna hurt you it's gonna help you Literally, you don't even you don't even have to tell anybody that you're in therapy if that's an issue for you. Like, you don't want people thinking about you a certain way. Who needs to know? It's not their business. You know, something that you can gain from therapy is emotional awareness. And I think a lot of black men don't feel safe being emotional or sharing their emotions. And so that is a safe space. You're creating that safe space for yourself. And also allowing yourself to be vulnerable and saying, it's okay to feel how I feel. My feelings are valid mm -hmm. and they do exist. We wouldn't have so many mental health problems if we didn't push our feelings down. Like, I'm guilty of it too. Mm -hmm. But I'm also showing up myself for myself to make sure I don't continue those behaviors. Yeah. Um, and also, the next thing is how to communicate effectively. Because men do not know how to listen. Men know how to talk a whole lot, but when it comes to actually being an active listener, which is a part of healthy communication, you mm -hmm. guys don't have it. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything to add on that. I mean, that's just being able to listen and not take offense to everything. Mm -hmm. That's why y'all niggas need therapy. And then my last thing that I feel like is very necessary is the homophobia. Mm -hmm. that black men specifically are engaging in. You guys need to learn how to unhate yourself so you can stop hating gay people. Some mm -hmm. of y'all niggas is gay, and that's okay. Just be you, okay? 
And then y'all project it onto other black men who decide to live in their truth. You know, black dads that are gay. It's nothing wrong with two black daddies. That's two daddies showing up for those kids outside of the negative one that you're showing up in your kid's life, sir. Well, <laughs> and then we have the homophobia directed towards the trans community and trans men who can become pregnant. Their body can do that. And so it's normal because their body can do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know how to further <laughs> explain that. Just because you don't agree with it doesn't mean it's not normal. Yeah. And it's also not your business. It's weird that you're that <laughs> engaged into what's going on in that person's uterus. Honestly, like it's very weird. Because you could be at a therapy appointment right now, but you're online in somebody's comments talking shit about them being pregnant and being a trans man. That's crazy. Yeah. So go to therapy, please. And unlearn the toxicity. Yeah. That That's what we have for mental health matters. Get some help. Put your energy towards you. Absolutely. You said that good. Want to slide into forest bias? For us, by us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on today, I feel like I'm going to have to cut her a check. I feel like just cut it out all together and we're not paying nobody because every time? I'll trademark it. I won't pay her anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh... Hey, you, gotta you guys move. know I'm ethical. I'm not supporting that at all. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Anyways, what we got for Forest Bias? For Forest Bias, we're talking about the For Everyone Collective. Um, you want to talk about what they do, actually? Uh, so, For Everyone Collective is a clothing brand. Mm -hmm. um, they also have, like, a side business, too, that... Well, I don't, I don't want to call it side business, but it's, like... Their other business also is their print shop. And mm -hmm. that's something else. But So it's a clothing brand. But what they do is they use the proceeds to um, help people who are or have been incarcerated. They also give jobs to people who have been incarcerated. And so what they're doing is creating resources in our community, you know, to support people after, you know, they have that experience so they can be re rehabilitated. Because, you know, people get such a bad stigma for going to jail. But, like, you don't even be knowing what people be in jail for, for real. Literally. Like, and <laughs> black and brown people get the stigma more than anybody. They think, uh, they always assume people going to jail for drugs or some type of abuse or something. And mm -hmm. it's like, they got locked up for scamming. Or maybe they got locked up for selling weed 10 years ago when it wasn't legal. Or, like, yeah. you don't even know. And then you be judging people and, like, perceiving them all crazy. When, like, that just was a part of their journey, they experienced or whatever. And something that they yeah. had to learn from. And that doesn't mean that they can't come out that situation. And most of them do have so much personal growth or a new outlook on life after going through that. And so, like, mm -hmm. just shout out to, for everyone collective for you know, being present in the community and bringing awareness to, you know, something that is impacting a lot of black and brown people. Shout out to you guys. Um, the clothes specifically, I just was like loving the shirts. I like kind of want to read what it say. Read it. And also for our uh listeners that are thinking of like starting a clothing brand or whatever they do wholesale as well if you want to look into that as well as like you said they With have the print the shop print yeah shop as well also so patron of black business you know what i'm saying if you're doing something like that if you are branding clothes but work with somebody black like stop going to these corporations online that's ch charging you a million dollars anyways you might as well put that money in some black pockets which is gonna roll over to people in need mm -hmm. so like one of the shirts is say safety for everyone healing for everyone 
um, accountability for everyone, housing for everyone, health care for everyone, education for everyone, food for everyone, water for everyone, abolition for everyone. And I'm like, yes, yeah. I need this shirt tomorrow. I was like, I love this. And so shout out to you guys this week. Um, Go shop their shit. You know what I'm saying? Support these people that are, you know, beginning a new journey on their life. And how could people change without the support of their community? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We have to be a part of that. Support your community, guys. Don't be lame. Um, So we're going to move into Reel It In. And I just like have a question for you, though, like before we get into any of the movies or whatever or shows. But like, do you have a favorite TV daddy? Like, if you could pick one TV daddy, who would be your daddy? Um, I don't know how this is gonna sound. Is it the Huxtables? No. Oh, well, who is it then? I don't really care for that household, honestly. Really? They had too many kids running around, if I'm being honest. Like, I did like their parenting, though. I don't know. It was too. It was too close to home. I didn't care for it. Okay, well, for who, their name, name the daddy. I don't. I don't <laughs> who's your baby dad? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. I don't really fuck with TV daddies. Yeah, I don't really fuck with dads like that. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know. Um. I love Flex Washington from One on One. Like to me, he was the coolest daddy. He was a cool dad. He was a fun dad, and he also really cared about his daughter too. Yeah, and they could actually talk about stuff. Yeah, he was a real daddy. That's a good one. Yeah, that's who I'm saying. But I mean, there's always like uh-huh. Uncle Phil. Like he was cool. Rest in peace, Uncle Phil. Yeah, he For was real. cool, and he still also provided a safe space. Mm-hmm. Dang, you picking good dads. Uh, obviously, when you don't have a daddy, you could watch a lot of TV and be like, I wish that was my daddy. So, uh, not to say, I, I mean, I do have a father, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People who know me know what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay. This week, uh, Disney and Pixar is dropping Elemental. It comes out June 16th. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this movie because first of all like y'all know how I am like everything is so spiritual I'm like oh my god what I can't wait to see this movie yeah how you feel about it I definitely want to see it Disney movies be mad deep they like, do be yeah they be helping me out it's good for um a lot of self realizations and stuff like that yeah, I don't know if this is a Disney movie, but yesterday I was at my friend's house. It was her second, her son's second birthday, and we was watching Zootopia. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Zootopia? That's the one with the fox. Yeah. Uh huh. And the bunny rabbit, and that movie is so deep. It's like talk about all different marginalized groups. They talk about discrimination, and it's like they're not being blatant with it, but mm-hmm. like when you see it, you know what it is. Yeah. That was a good movie. Yeah, that movie was so good. Um, it's mad movies in theaters right now that I want to see. Like, I just want to spend a week at the movie theater. Yeah, I feel the same way. I'm getting ready to go see Little Mermaid 2, like, right now. I mean, not yeah. Little Mermaid 2, but you know what I mean. I'm about, to, I'm about to go see it again. <laughs> That's what I'm, why I said 2 is because we went to see it already with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really chopped it up about the movie, but how? what was your feelings? Um, I think it was good. Um, it was weird that the prince got a song. We didn't need that at all. That was so annoying. Um, but it was good. I, I fuck with it. Yeah, the music was very lovely and melodic. And honestly, it put me to sleep. This is how I feel about live action Disney movies. Is it just be too much talking? Too much talking? Yes, it's just too much talking. Like this is a kid's movie. See, I needed. I feel like watching the original Little Mermaid. To me, it felt like it was more music. 
versus this one I feel like it was more talking than music I need more talking than music like the music be good but they just be giving too much and it be too long mm. like I want to move on like okay I get it you want to be up here with the but niggas. that's because the movie's two hour long it don't have to be a two hour long movie y'all literally be milking stuff out yeah. somebody hire me please <laughs> I thought um Halle Bailey looked amazing mm -hmm. so beautiful I thought that the CGI was on point for real nothing looked too fake or too real if you know what I mean mm -hmm. and overall I feel like it was it was a good movie and so shout out yeah I am curious Sebastian was this voiced by someone who is actually it wasn't this nigga sounded like Tay Diggs from Stella got her groove back the first thing I noticed, I was like, who is doing the voice of Sebastian? Because this is just disrespectful. Yeah, I hate when they do that. Because there's so many people that would love the opportunity that actually speak like this. But that's and my a nigga Flounder barely had two words in the movie, even though he's supposed to be Ariel's main boy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was a few things, though. He didn't get enough screen time at all. <laughs> Maybe he has something to do personally. <laughs> he has his own things. Um, One of my favorite shows is back on Netflix for its final season, which is Never Have I Ever. We talked about it on the show before. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I love a good coming-of-age show. Yeah. And this show was actually really funny. And yeah. honestly, it also celebrates like Indian culture so well. Mm -hmm. And I love this show too. I feel like there's things even adults could learn about navigating relationships from this show. And yeah. it's really funny. Yeah. I fuck with it. I didn't know if I was going to watch it at first, but honestly, anything with Niecy Nash in it. Oh, yeah. I'm there. And you know what, too? They don't have, like, they have. A lot of people of color in this show. It's a diverse cast. Yeah. Unlike some other Netflix shows. So yeah. shout out to this cast and the show and the writers and the producers. Love it. Shout out. And then another one of our favorite shows is back. <laughs> I um, Manifest. I think. They playing with us. It says new episodes, but ain't no new episodes out. And hopefully by the time you see this, that there is new episodes out. But all mm -hmm. I got to say is everything is connected. <laughs> and I can't... I'm pressed. Yeah. We've been waiting for this forever. Literally. They trifling for that. Trife. Um, did you have anything else for really did? I don't think so. Um, the latest season of The Flash is on Netflix, if anybody's interested in that. Um, it's still... So far, it's better than the previous season. But it's still just not giving me what the first, like, eight seasons were given. I feel like if you got eight good seasons, like... I mean, I'm going to keep watching. You. They're doing... The Red Death. I'm also in my mind comparing it to different um, animated Justice League movies and shows. Because mm -hmm. nothing's better than those. So that's another thing. But it's like, mm, you guys handled the Red Death a lot better in the animated movie. But this is also different people writing and doing all of this. So... Yeah. And it's CW. No offense, but y'all know what type of network you are. You can't expect too much. But it's there and I'm watching it, so. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to close the show out with BBLU. Um, we've been a real, I guess, I guess like ice cream mode. Shout out to Pharrell. Secretly. But, um... We actually went to this place a while ago mm -hmm. with the kids. It's called Theo's Micro Creamery. It's located in Uptown Normal. Mm -hmm. uh, I personally like this place. Well, first of all, they've been owned by several different places. This ice cream shop has been a bunch of different ice cream shops. Uh. But 
Um, they do have like, I think, handmade ice cream. And they have vegan options, which is awesome because mm. Eva can't have no dairy. So it'd be bad annoying. We'd be trying to get ice cream and stuff like that. And it'd just be like, okay, she could have dairy today. Yeah. But then it turned into she had dairy for three days. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate that. I think that the place is super cute. I love the little brick in there. Mm -hmm. They have outdoor seating. And the ice cream is good. Yeah. I got the... Oreo milkshake. It was amazing. I love a good Oreo milkshake. It has to have real Oreos though, because sometimes stuff be labeled as cookies and cream, and it's like some Dollar Tree cookies or something. <laughs> it's not real Oreos. Y'all gotta stop doing that, because y'all know we want Oreos. But it was good. It was good, yeah. Yeah. So, what are you rating them? I guess we got food, uh, mm -hmm. atmosphere. Mm hmm. And customer service, or yeah, okay. Um, I give them a four. They don't get a five because they don't have the space for it, but they low key need an extra person working in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and also, this is out of their control, but the vegan ice cream is like coconut. So, I still can't consume it, so I have to consume dairy. Oh, yeah, because you have an allergy for coconut. Yeah, so. Yeah. A lot of people have a coconut allergy, though, so I think that is something that they should consider, or at least to have another vegan option that's not coconut-based. Then it'll be almonds. But you never know. I mean, soy, people be having other stuff. Um, What's your rating? I'll give it the same rating as you. Yeah. That good old four. It was good, but it wasn't perfect, and so... Yeah. Four. That milkshake was busting though. I can't remember what ice cream I had that day. I think it was like lavender something. It was so good. I love something that's mm. lavender. That's like one of my go-tos. Yeah. But what are you making time for this week? This week, I'm making time for using my time more wisely. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to write down a schedule. I realize. Or something. I need to find a way to be more organized with my time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sometimes you need that. I definitely be needing it, especially when I'm like not working. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll literally just chill all day and then be like, oh, got to get some stuff done. Oh, God, now I got to be productive, super productive for three hours, you know? So, yeah. I think um, I'm going to continue my intention to have balance. I feel like mm -hmm. I just need to stick with that intention. Yeah. Because it's creating a ripple effect for everything else in my life to go smoothly. So, mm -hmm. I'm stay with that. Yeah. Balance for 100, Alex. Balance. Let's go. I like that. Well, um, you guys should hit us up, though, in our DMs, like Instagram, um, Twitter. And let us know what your intention for the week is. What are you making time for? Yeah, leave a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. Yeah, Let absolutely. us know what you're making time for. And don't forget to subscribe. Because, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, you know when we drop something, we're going to be like the first thing to pop up when we drop our shorts. So you can see what's going on, what's tea, you know. Yeah. Well, without further ado, I've, I've got, got time. time.